We're coming at you guys for a third day in a row. Yes, I am back, and today we're going to have a great show for you guys. But before we get started, I'd just like to thank you guys for listening. And my name is Brian, and I'm here on the Basketball's Podcast on Apple Podcasts, and the topics I'm going to be talking about today are listed below. They are the Kevin Love extension with the Cavs and what that means. We got the Danny Green undiscovered injury and the Dwayne Wade contract offer from China. I'm going to combine two smaller segments to make just one big segment. It might be a little confusing, but I'll tell you guys when I'm going to hop into the next uh, segment. So uh, my final segment of the day will be my NBA power rankings and who will be my number 25 team. If it's yours, again, I am sorry. You're probably not going to want to hear your team for another 10 or 15 teams. So let's uh, get into this show here. So our first topic of the night, guys, is going to be about the Kevin Love extension. So Kevin Love signed a four-year, $120 million extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is $30 million a year for you guys that are not good at math. And Kevin Love, you know, he's a great all-star player. He can help you spread the floor. He has a great three-point shot. Um, He's going to get you rebounds, rebounding at that four position that a lot of teams don't have nowadays. You got a lot of pussy fours that don't want to go into the paint and get those gritty rebounds. That's really left for your five in today's NBA. But Kevin Love is one of those guys that's not afraid to go get a rebound, even though he's still a pussy instead of the three-point line. And he has good reason to because he's the best shooting four in the league, I think. He is the best shooting four. He has been for the past five, seven seasons. Ever since he was even back with the Timberwolves. And I love this pickup for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, Dan Gilbert, he wants to start a new team without LeBron. And he says that he can get this team to the championship in a few years. He says that he wants to create a team that can go to the NBA Finals without LeBron James. Some of you guys might call him delirious. And I am one of them because, you know... Who thinks that? Like, oh, I can't wait till this guy leaves because I want to try to win a championship without him. Uh, Or you could keep him and try to win a championship with him. I I don't know. Maybe he thinks that he's pulling a Kevin Durant on Steph Curry. Maybe he's riding LeBron's coattail. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that was the case. I think Dan Gilbert took a lot to get LeBron back in Cleveland. It took a lot for him to get him back in Cleveland. And Dan Gilbert is a huge part in that whole entire situation. But we're talking about Kevin Love here. So Kevin Love, what is he going to do to this Cleveland Cavaliers team? I think they're going to be a 7 or 8 seed this season. I think they're going to be a playoff team. Kevin Love, with his own team, he was averaging 26-12 and as a Timberwolf. With guys like Jordan Clarkson, veterans like J.R. Smith, you got Tristan Thompson at your five, you got a young Colin Sexton coming up, maybe hungry, maybe you found a gem, maybe you found the rookie of the year that can actually help you contribute this season. Colin Sexton, I think, has a lot of upside. I see him as a Chris Paul type player. A Chris Paul type player. 
a more athletic Chris Paul, less playmaking. A little less. He is a great playmaker, but I don't see it being like CP3. And Kevin Love leading his team, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm going to be watching a lot of Cavs games this year. I'm going to tell you guys that. That's going to sound really weird. Most of you guys won't, but I want to see what Kevin Love does. And if it doesn't work out, maybe a trade happens. This is a weird situation for the Cleveland Cavaliers because I really thought that they were going to go into full rebuild. I mean, you're full of these horrible contracts with J.R. Smith. You got Tristan Thompson on a horrible contract. You know, they got rid of the Amon Shumpert contract, which was good for them. And there's just a lot of bad contracts on that team. I thought they were going to rebuild. I thought they were going to ship out those players, give everyone picks, start fresh. They didn't do that. They really didn't do that. And this Kevin Love situation right here is also big for the Cavs because I don't see a lot of star players coming to play in Cleveland. I think the only reason LeBron James came to Cleveland was because he lived there when he was a young kid. He grew up in Cleveland, you know, Northeast Ohio. So I don't think that there's they're going to have a lot of chances to sign these big-name free agents. Like, is Kawhi Leonard going to go to Cleveland or is he going to go to Los Angeles? Like, is Boogie Cousins next year going to go to Cleveland or is he going to go to Miami? I mean, these these people do not want to live in shitty towns like Cleveland. I'm sorry, guys. Cleveland's a shitty-ass town. I mean, that's not really where you're looking when you say, oh, I'm a basketball superstar. Let's go move to Cleveland. No. So, getting Kevin Love, retaining him was a big thing for the Cavs as they're not going to have a lot of, of opportunities to sign players like this. And Kevin Love, you guys have to remember, he is in his prime right now. The reason his numbers have dipped was because he played with LeBron James. He played with LeBron James, who took all of his stats. He still played efficiently. His first season, he had to warm up to the whole system of playing with LeBron James. And ever since then, he has fit in perfectly being an all-star all of those years. So, I don't know why there's a lot of hate circling Kevin Love. But, I, I love the player. I love the signing. This is great for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, I think it's a step in the right direction. Maybe to even trade for a player that can pair with Kevin Love and maybe make it interesting in the East. Maybe they compete with teams like Sixers and the Raptors. We'll find out what happens this year. So now we're going to move on to segment two here. And uh, let's get into it. NBA sources report that Danny Green had been playing on a torn groin all of last year. And the torn groin was misdiagnosed by the Spurs medical staff. This is not the first time that we have seen this from the Spurs medical staff. Ahem, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard played on that quad during all of offseason. And it just wasn't healing. The Spurs misdiagnosed it and it drove him out of San Antonio during the NBA season to go to New York and get special help. These Spurs doctors are just not doing their job. I mean, Danny Green 
Everyone thought that he was just getting older, and everyone thought his numbers were dipping because of that, but now that these reports coming out is true, maybe his numbers weren't dipping because of that. Maybe he was just hurt all year, and that sucks for Danny Green because now teams are going to look at him when he's a free agent soon, and they're going to be like, damn, we don't want him because his numbers are dipping. But he misdiagnosed that groin Sort of like the Isaiah Thomas hip injury in Boston where they misdiagnosed the hip. I mean, the NBA doctors need to get on their shit. I mean, you're ruining NBA's career, NBA player careers just like that. It, it's your fault. You know what happens to people in the NBA that don't do their job? Players that don't do their job? They get fired. They get cut. They get traded. How come these doctors aren't getting punishment for ruining NBA player careers? You have a team doctor that literally drove a player to ask for a trade in Kawhi Leonard. That was a big reason of why Kawhi Leonard left. He was pissed at the doctors for misdiagnosing that quad. After that, he faked the quad. He said, ooh, it hurts more. Ah, He sat out the playoffs where he could have played. And now the reports are that he wants to play for a bigger market team. And he requests a trade. This is all starting with that Spurs medical staff. And it's so weird how one little thing in your organization can blow up your franchise's most valuable person in Kawhi Leonard. Maybe that was for the good because I feel like they got the better end of the trade, but I'm not even going to get into that. Spurs medical staff needs to get on their shit. This was a mini segment. Let's get into our third mini segment of the night. Our third segment today is going to be about the Dwayne Wade contract. So the fighting bulls of the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association, have offered Dwayne Wade a three-year, $25 million contract. And for China, that is a huge deal. There was reports before the deal was given that there was going to be a couple teams that were going to give Dwayne Wade a massive contract. NBA teams look at this and go, oh, that's the salary of our worst player on the team. (laughs) But in the CBA, best players make around $1 to $2 million. So, going from $1 to $2 million to $8 million a year is a huge jump for whatever team is going to offer that. And the Fighting Bulls offered it. I don't think that there's a salary cap in the CBA so they can offer whatever they want. So, this was definitely a ploy to get more people in the seats. And because Dwayne Wade recently signed with Li Ning a huge Asian basketball company. It's like Nike out there. And all the people over there are really big basketball fans. And if they're repping Li Ning, they want to go to the Li Ning's most prized player and watch him play basketball. This I see this as a great move for that team. I can't believe I'm talking about Chinese basketball now. 
This was supposed to be an NBA podcast, but here we are talking about Chinese basketball. And Wade with the Heat can only sign for $5.3 million per season annually. And he can only sign for three years. So $15 million over three years or $25 million over three years. It's going to be about Dwayne Wade and if he's about the money. He's going to get a lot of endorsements out there. He's going to get more money annually out there. But here, he can add on to his legacy, be the greatest. He already is the greatest Miami Heat player of all time. But I'm saying he could add on to that Heat legacy, you know, play until the end of his career as a Miami Heat player and, you know, go out strong. But if I was him, go and get your money, Dwayne. I mean, get as much money as you can. It's not even about that extra $10 million you can get annually. It's about those endorsements. Lee Ning is going to give you so many endorsements if you go over there and play in the league that they really sponsor. So I could see this as a huge move for Dwayne Wade. I know it's a huge deal to move from America to China. There's so many different things you have to factor in there, but... If he's more about the money and providing for his family, I could see this working for Dwayne Wade and the Fighting Bulls. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up that this segment. We're going to go into my power rankings next. In my NBA power rankings today, I will be revealing my number 25 team. But before we get into that, I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you for getting this far if you have gotten this far. Thank you for being the OGs, and you guys are going to be the ones that help me start up my career. I don't expect to explode right away, but I'm going to just keep working, and I'm going to keep going. I don't care if it takes five, ten years. I'm going to work until this can be my career. So thank you guys for listening. Call me, 603-560-4979, if you have anything to say about the segments I have talked about today. I haven't really talked about anything controversial per se, but, you know, call me if you guys just want to talk about NBA basketball. I have a strong NBA basketball mind, and, you know, maybe I can feature it on the show. Maybe you have something, some tips to give me. Maybe even just some podcast tips, I mean, anything. So let's get into my power rankings. So, my number 25 team for you guys is going to be the New York Knicks. Yes, Bronx, New York Knicks. Here, I'm going to read you this team. Starting lineup is Emmanuel Moody at the point, Courtney Lee at the shooting guard, Tim Hardaway Jr. at the small forward, you got Kristaps Porzingis at the four, and Ennis Cantor at the five. I am a fan of three of those five players. I am a fan of Ennis Cantor, I'm a fan of Tim Hardaway Jr., and I am a fan of Courtney Lee. I am not a fan of Emmanuel Moutier, and I'm not really a fan of Kristaps Porzingis. Here's the thing. I know, you guys, now here's where we're getting the controversial stuff. Kristaps Porzingis, he is a great player. I feel like he can be a third option on a championship team. Third or fourth option. But if you're looking to build your 
team and your franchise around this player, I don't think you're going to find it. He's already finding injury issues with that torn ACL. He is unreliable defensively off pick and roll. He really hasn't developed a strong strength presence yet. He is still scrawny. Even though you see him lifting weights and getting in the gym, I am not knacking his work ethic. I just don't think that he can fill that frame of 7-3. Now, I think he can be such a good player in this league if he can just be able to make himself more of a playmaker. Because right now he is a one-dimensional offensive player. He's going to try to score every time he gets the ball. He is not really looking to give it up, give it and pass. That will make Christoph Porzingis so much more scary and make him a number one option automatically. But until he does that, he is a third option on a championship team for me. That's why I don't like him. He could be better than what he is, is what I'm saying. You know, Ennis Cantor is a great player. He's going to get you, you know, double-double every single game. He is strong. You know, he doesn't really have an offensive skill, per se. He just kind of takes it into the paint, and he just bullies you. And I like that in a player. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's a skilled guard. You know, he started in the D-League, and he's just worked every year as hard as he can, and he's made, what, that $70 million contract? He went from the D-League to $70 million. You know, you can't knock that hard work, and he's just going to keep getting better. Great shooter. I like Tim Hardaway Jr. And Courtney Lee, he's just been an efficient player his whole career. He has been an underrated player his whole career. Um, Courtney Lee, always been the fifth option on a starting lineup. You know, but he gives you great defense and gives you great three-point percentage. That's why I like Courtney Lee. He's undervalued in today's NBA, and I feel like since the Knicks are going to have such a horrible season, he could be a trade block this season. So look for Courtney Lee to be traded so that Frank Nielakina can move up to that starting two position because I feel like Frank Nielakina will shine better at the two. They have him listed at the two now. They have moved him from point. They said, fuck the point guard. We're going straight to the two because he will fit more of a two. He's not really a playmaker. He'll fit more of a two skill set. I think that's what they're doing there. So, this Knicks starting lineup, it's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. Again, it's just the bench with these horrible teams. I mean, you got Lance Thomas backing up Kristaps. Kristaps goes down again. What, are you going to start Lance Thomas? You'll have no scoring source, and that's why this Knicks team, I feel like, won't be that great. You're not going to expect Christoph Zingas to give you 82 games this season. 60 at most, I think. So, you take him out, and you got no scoring. What, are you going to run out Trey Burke as your sixth man? Trey Burke had some, some flashy moments last season. He dropped, what, 40 points in a game? Looking like Allen Iverson out there. No, literally looking like Allen Iverson. He has like cornrows and shit and tattoos everywhere in the same place. It's a sketch. You just got to check it out if you haven't checked it out already. I mean, who are these guys that they're throwing out there? You're going to put Mario Hazonia in the game? Draft bust? Guy can't stay in front of an offensive player to save his life? I don't like 
these Knicks players that are backing up the starters. And we're going to move on to the head coach. Yes, David Fisdale. I really, I know everyone is a fan of David Fisdale. And I'm not saying I don't like him, but I just haven't studied him enough to evaluate the coach there. All I know is that he got fired. And if you're that great of an NBA coach, are you seriously going to get fired, like, what, two years into your first job? He was great with the Miami Heat. I'm, I'm not going to knock him for that. He won some championships with Miami. He kept LeBron cool. He kept Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and saying, hey, you guys got to take a lesser role and let LeBron roll. Let him just go through these defenses and you guys be his sidekick. And it worked. David Fisdale was that personality coach that everyone went to when they had problems in the locker room, when they feel like they weren't getting enough playing time because Spolster would just be like, fuck off. Go talk to Fisdale. He was more of a guidance counselor than a coach, to be honest, from what I've read. And he gets this Knicks team that really doesn't have a great bench, has some good starters, and some young talent that can be developed into some starting potential players. So I think that this is a big season for David Fisdale. If he wins less than 20 games wins less than maybe 30 games even you got to start looking at him and saying okay maybe the Grizzlies were right but if he comes out here and gets you some solid wins and you can just see that he's writing up the right plays in the fourth quarter when it matters most or even if he just gets 37 to 42 wins for this next team that's when you'll see David Fisdale and you'll go all right, he is an NBA-caliber coach. He is a top-10 coach in this league. That is my take on the Knicks. They are my 25 team, and that is going to wrap up the show for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening. This was a short one, I know. But tomorrow, we should be longer for you, and I'm excited. We are not stopping on the street, guys. Join the hype train. All right? Join the hype train. Basket Bros out.